quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. Hi, this is Representative Derek Kilmer from Washington State's 6th Congressional District, welcoming you back to my podcast, Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer. And today I'm sitting down with Darren Soto from Florida's 9th District. Thanks for being here, Darren. Thanks for having me, Derek. So, um, Start off by telling people what Florida's 9th district is. What What is it? What's it like? What's unique about it? So it's a very diverse district. It is tourism and tech in the north, mm-hmm. cows and oranges in the south. And we have the most island-born Puerto Ricans of any district. And mm-hmm. I'm of Puerto Rican descent, but born in New Jersey. Uh, yet it's nonetheless a plurality Anglo Sea. Uh, with folks from the Middle East and Asia and from uh, folks who've been uh, living in Florida for uh, generations, um, both Southern and African-American. So it's very diverse, and we have parts of Disney World in it, as well as the biggest uh, cattle herd in the nation, Um, 42,000 head of cattle. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because we do cow-to-calf operations there, and we send them out west, maybe even way far out west to Washington. You're not a vegan, right? I'm not a vegan, okay. and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but yeah. if I am, I still like beef. All right. It's delicious, and it's what's for dinner. Um, uh, so the tourism stuff, is it mostly the Disney stuff? That... Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Gatorland. Yeah. Harry and... po- is the Harry Potter stuff in your district? So that's just north of my district. Okay. Um, that's in Val Deming's district. However, we think regionally in Central Florida, and a lot of my folks work there. That's awesome. And it is now a two-day park at least because you have two of the Wizarding Worlds of Harry Potter uh, along with Disney. Legoland's in the district. I used to have Gatorland, but I lost it after the state senate. Now it's it was in my state senate seat, but it wasn't in the congressional seat. I that was a to, big loss. I want you to know this. Back home, I just took a tour of the... Um, Door manufacturer Simpson Door Manufacturing Facility in McCleary, Washington, and they made the doors for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Which, when you have me on your radio program to talk about Washington Sixth Congressional District, that's what I'll have to share. I'm excited, but are they Muggles? <laughs> They're Muggles. So tell me, like, t- tell me about how you ended up here. What were you doing before coming to Congress? So I started out as an attorney, moved uh, down to Florida around 2001. My whole family moved down from New Jersey around then and up from uh, Puerto Rico. Very common uh, relocations and migrations to Florida. And the Florida's 9th Congressional District would have been just cow pastures in orange groves and certainly not a district of its own back around the 90s and early 2000s. Subsequent to that, we've had huge growth. Uh, Central Florida has 2.5 million people. And so when I arrived there, uh, I joined the Young Democrats to meet people mm-hmm. and uh, and joined kickball, uh, the WACA Kickball League. My kickball career never took off, but yeah. uh, this political thing just keeps on rolling. <laughs> and uh, it started out with um, starting a event for the Young Democrats called the Speakeasy, which was a happy hour, the last Friday of each month where a political speaker would come in, speak for five minutes, ask questions, and then mostly a happy hour. Yeah. turned out that that increased our membership from about 25 to 180. But what I did not anticipate is all these young people meeting each other and deciding to run for office. And that's where I found myself starting to knock on doors for other candidates, eventually manage races for candidates, and found myself running for office for the state house, eventually state senate. And I've ended up here. And when, it's my first time it's going to be in the majority after 12 years in the minority. So I'm yeah, pretty excited. That's good. Um, so why'd you run for Congress? What, what, what made the decision to take the leap from the Florida legislature into the U.S. House? Well, this is the major leagues. You know, this is where the greatest issues of our time are being decided. Uh, 
always felt like I have a good sense of justice. And my love of politics actually came about from knocking on doors and talking with my neighbors. I went to law school in D.C. at GW and never went to the White House once, never went to the Capitol once, always voted, always read the newspaper. But I was really turned off by politics until I realized what it was about. And that was through knocking on doors. And it's about improving people's lives and um, building trust with them and leading with humility. So all those things are drivers in uh, why I ended up um, going up through the ranks and coming here. And now we could play a big role in improving the lives of folks in Central Florida and all Americans. What um, are there particular issues that you care about? Are there particular issues that affect your your district? Sure. So some of the issues I've focused on so far have been environment technology, agriculture, and uh, those are obviously big issues back in the district, too. We have a budding tech industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the district next to ours, we have the busiest spaceport in the world. So we'll stack that up against any place uh, with uh, Cape Canaveral and have all the major space companies there, SpaceX, Blue Origin. Uh, That's where billionaires are competing in the space race and launching their rockets. We have biotech in the district, and we're making advanced sensors manufacturing. One of the biggest things that we have there also is we do most of the training programs for the military, which you got to tour when you came down, uh, the military base that does most of that procurement. And thank you, uh, Congressman Kilmer, for your support. Uh, And we save a lot of money by putting people in virtual tanks rather than real ones, virtual airplanes rather than real ones, so they get up the snuff. So working on tech issues is a big jobs issue. Environment, critical to Florida. You know, that peninsula, we now have 21 million people, and we're struggling with water problems and protecting the Everglades and protecting um, the Kissimmee River, which is one of the bills I ended up passing through the House but not the Senate. Um, But one of the neat things was I passed the most laws out of any freshman uh, with the whole two. And only one of them was a post office. (laughs) The other was uh, to fix uh, loopholes in the billfish and sharkfish um, protection acts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pretty proud of those things. We'll continue to work on those environmental issues, tech issues. But in the district also, higher paying jobs, uh, environment, traffic and infrastructure, and affordable housing, all big issues, high growth area uh, with with the need for, for higher wages. Is there something that uh, you think Congress ought to be more focused on? Is there an issue that you think Congress ought to get in the game on that it hasn't been in your time here? Infrastructure yeah. would be a big one. That'll help a lot of our districts. There was a big game talked by the president originally, but then there was no money attached to it. And I'm really excited to hear you know, one of your fellow Westerners, uh, soon to be Chairman DeFazio, talking about putting together a real uh, infrastructure package with real money behind it. And in Central Florida, we're at $2.5 million. Add another million tourists at any given time on top of that and growing. And we have a desperate need to expand our interstate highways there. And so that would be something that would really make a difference in the lives of Central Floridians. Uh, how has uh, Congress been different than service in the state legislature? It's the long game. Yeah. In the state legislature, we had two months you either pass something or failed. Well, here people, and I thought it was almost a joke at first, would say, oh, well, I'm going to work on an amendment that I'll, pa- that I'll put together in eight months from now, and then next term we might get an up and down vote on it. And I'm thinking about how long it takes to get things done. Yeah. But then I realized we're, we're passing laws for the whole nation. We're dealing in the billions and trillions, not the millions and billions, as you'd know as an appropriator. So those things were surprising, but also the fact that you could get some things done. Mm-hmm was able to pass 
46 amendments so far, many of them to different appropriations packages, NDAA and others, and everything from helping out women who are victims of sexual assault uh, and uh, moms who are traveling to uh, protecting our environment and working to help out our seniors. So those are two things, how much patience you need to have mm-hmm. and the fact that you could still get things done that may not make the headline up here in the Washington Post or the New York Times, but back home, it's a big deal. Is there anything that you would change about this place? So we're working, both you and I, on some rules changes that I'm pretty proud of, uh, building more consensus on allowing bills to come forward on consensus. The one specific rules change that I worked on specifically was uh, reforming the motion for discharge. Um, Before, it could only be done on like three Mondays a month based on some archaic rule that was still in place. when Jupiter is aligned with Mars. On Tuesday. and uh, only in March. Um, And so that was a big change that I got involved in was talking with Jim McGovern to say, hey, you know, it should be any regular order day. You should be able to hear it so you don't run out the clock on it. Of course, that was how they were able to stop our petition for the Dreamers this past year with the Heard-Aguilar bill. They got near to 218 and then uh, the way it worked out, they were able to stop it from happening. And we as Democrats obviously were very frustrated with that and thought this is something that if a rule already exists and it's intended to work, if you have these archaic things making it ineffective or basically non-existent, uh, as a person who's dealt with a lot of rules issues in the state legislature, uh, you need to make those reforms because each rule is intended to have a function and not mm-hmm. be unfunctional. Is there anything about this place that surprised you or that uh, you think would surprise your constituents? Anything you that folks back home that you think, gosh, I wish people would know this? Or, um... Well, one is that we see each other a lot more often than I think people realize. Everybody always talks about how, oh, you know, you barely see each other and you're all over the place. And, and so there's no cohesiveness. And they forget for about a half an hour to 45 minutes every day we're up here. We're in votes and on the floor. And when you add that over two years, you really do spend a decent amount of time with your colleagues. Yes, it's not too much straight like in the state legislature mm-hmm. and then you're gone, but it's more of a steady beat each day. So there is more relationships and friendships and cohesion uh, than I think people uh, realize. And that was something that we need to continue to build on. Yeah. So you've been here almost two years. Almost two years. What's been the best day so far on the job? Passing an actual substantive bill out of the Congress, um, the one that I had just referenced, um, because back home, it wasn't just that we passed something, you know, recreational fishing is an important part in this legislation, closed a loophole that they were allowing commercial, like wholesale boat trawlers going out there to uh, in the Pacific Islands, Hawaii, Samoa, and others, to hunt for billfish. Now, that was fine because that's in their culture, but it was allowing them to export it to the other 48 states, thereby undermining the whole point of of protecting billfish. And these fish circumnavigate the earth, so they're the same types of fish that you may fish off of Stewart in Florida. So passing that <clears throat> and actually being able to help out my state, uh, they made a big deal out of back home because being a freshman Democrat, what are the chances you get anything with your name on it signed into law? That is not a post office. Mm-hmm. I also got to honor our veterans 
um, by honoring the Bericaneers, the only Hispanic segregated unit out of Puerto Rico yeah. um, who got the Congressional Medal that I'm sure you, you got to vote for already in another bill. But people made a big deal about that back home um, because of the fact that it seems so impossible for any freshman in the minority party to be able to pass anything with their name on it. So right. that day was probably the best day. Good for you. So when we wrap up votes, um, so this week we'll wrap up votes, it seems, on a Thursday at around noon or one o'clock. What happens to Darren Soto? What's your commute look like to get home? It's an easy one. I almost feel bad telling you about it. So, yeah, I've really come to hate all of you from the <laughs> East Coast. So, so. but you asked. I wasn't bragging. No, I I'm just know. explaining. So what happens? So I have any number of flights to choose between D.C. and Orlando to get home every hour on the hour. And it's an hour and 45 minute flight. Of course, I'll have my Kindle with me and I'll watch something on Netflix or Amazon. I'm going back through uh, to watch uh, uh, The Last Kingdom, which there's a new series on for that. And then this kind of corny, but Shannara Chronicles, which Uh I know for a true Lord of the Rings guy, that could be, you're more of a Star Wars guy, but, but, but that could be like a second rate version, but I like it. Anyway, so I'll watch those. I'll come back. Usually I could still fit in a few hours of work, maybe an after uh, and, and after uh, hours party, because now we have holiday parties coming yeah. in. Um, so, And for this Thursday, we'll have a Vietnam veterans pinning. Cool. Um, we have a lot of veterans in our district. It's striking, but they've never, because of the period of time that they serve, they've never been recognized in a positive way by the federal government. So We've had a lot of these Vietnam veteran pinnings to, you know, recognize and welcome home our brothers and sisters who served in Vietnam. And then um, on Friday, I'll have a full work day. It'll be 75 to 85 degrees. Our lives are very different. Anything and um, anybody listening to this in Washington, it's an easy flight out. Come out and <laughs> spend some money. Yeah. And uh, and then over the weekend, there'll be some events. And uh, I usually take Sundays to for family day for a man and I to get to spend time together, maybe spend time with my parents, too. And uh and then get on a flight on Monday to hop back up. Awesome. Um, you you mentioned some of the things you view during your commute. So my first job. I did forget something. Well, oh please. It's the same time zone too. Yeah, yeah. My body. <laughs> Just want to rub that in. Continue. It's all right. It's okay. I've learned. Um, I've, I've learned to deal with the time change. Uh, so um, you mentioned some of the things you you view during your commute. Um, I my first job was working in a video store, so I always like to get a sense of the movies people like. So give me your you know, one two three or four favorite movies if you've got a few off the top of your head. So my favorite movie is Dune, and that's a on the really way, unusual choice. And on the way over here, we talked a little bit about how it was. I had a funny moment in the district, so I was on. Monsters in the Morning, one of the big talk shows, very testosterone-laden show. And I mentioned that, and the one dude was like, wow, that's an out-there one. And I said, well, at least you know I didn't poll it to see which <laughs> which it's, movie your yeah. viewers would most likely like for me to have my favorite movie. So yeah. that gave me some authentic credibility, but I'm also a big fan of um, both the Star Wars series, although the first three, their yeah. actual first three yeah. were not. Uh, as good as the ones that are coming out now and, and then the originals. Um, Lord of the Rings, love those series. Yeah. But I'm a huge fan of sci-fi, of fantasy. Though truth be told, I don't have a real high bar. Like, I'm not quite like the sci-fi channel, blatantly crappy CG. Yeah. But uh, Sharknado, but, you're in. I'll, yeah, totally. Right. And my wife is a huge Sharknado fan. In fact, we saw it the one time they put it in the theaters just to see it in the theaters. 
Um, and they did one that had some uh, relation to Orlando, so that was a big nice. moment. But uh, but a lot of the movies that come out, all the superhero movies, love them all. And, uh, and so those are, take your pick, Avengers, any of those, um, huge fans. That's awesome. Um, uh, let me ask one more thing since we're going to be heading into the holiday season. Do you have a favorite holiday movie? Tied between A Christmas Story and Elf. Nice. I mean, Elf, he's just so excited all yeah. the time, especially that moment when he sees Santa. He's like, Santa! And then he's t- realized not him and that he smells like beef and cheese and just an amazing movie. Yeah, we let our daughter put some syrup on spaghetti the other day, and that was a mistake. So on that note, Darren Soto from Florida's 9th District, thank you for taking the time to be with me. And I'll make sure our constituents come and visit your district. Thanks, Derek. And we'll make sure to come visit yours. And uh, I just want to end by saying some of the greatest music that was ever written and performed in America was right in Aberdeen and right in uh, in Washington in the Seattle area. So um, we are continuing to enjoy the the great talents and many uh, wonderful things that come out of the great state of Washington, the good Washington. We'll look forward to hosting you. All right. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Derek.